wrestling no for real it seems like everything is just getting worse because they won't stop and you know what we're cool with it that's karma assholes nevertheless we must engage with the dirty work of discussing the fact that AEW is just as trash as wwe and that one of the industry's top young prospects is possibly a child predator plus we'll cover this week in AEW, even though they really don't deserve it all this and more tonight on field turn Comrades, one and all, it is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, and welcome to episode 28 of Heel Alternative, ProWrestling.Cool's PosiCast covering AEW and the world of professional wrestling outside Vince's purview. And uh, unfortunately, the interim official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. We're the mothership, daddy. It's, it's not us. just cool, it's all fucked. It's all the way bad, and let us not waste any more time. I am your host, John Garrexky Maxwell, joined as always by Trace Evans. Hey, John, how's it going? And Oscar Bernard. What up? Well, I'm glad that someone's bringing the, the high energy tonight. I'm just so drained by what wrestling is doing right now. It's awful. It's bad. It's going to kill itself at this point. I'm drained, but I'm also drunk, as I have been since the quarantine started. That'd be a nice way to be. Problem is, is I'm apparently still expected to do work, and now more work, so... Yeah. Do the work! I know it! Do the work drunk! I should. I should. I mean, it's true they can't catch you unless you have, like, a meeting or something. What are they gonna do? That is a problem. I have had, like, meetings the past several days that I've had to be on fucking camera for. I mean, it's kind of worked out because I've literally, like... I've just figured out that oh wait I can just plug my fucking work laptop into my uh, into my my podcast setup and just use the podcast studio for that. Just record a video of yourself sober, play it on a loop, and then when they question it, just be like, "I have bad connection, sorry." Well, the problem is, is at the loop point you need to make it look like it's buffering, and then you're good. Yeah, well, just add in, like, a buffer effect in, like, After Effects yeah, or something. Just, like, a mosaic that looks like it just lost, like, um, it went down to, like, 160p or something like that for a moment, and then it's, like... Just oh. add, yeah, just add some pixels in there. Yeah, so, um, the, I, you didn't hear this from me, and maybe this is a fake story, it totally is, but uh, maybe I missed a non-crucial meeting because I was too busy playing F1 2019 with some British people. As you do. Yeah, I mean... I mean, look, yeah. that sounds like a more crucial meeting. Yeah, it was. I needed to practice for that damn GP. Yeah, like, the British people, they're on a time schedule. I mean, they're like six hours ahead of us. You need to make sure that you're showing up on time for them. Otherwise, you're going to miss them because they'll go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if they go to sleep, then I, how am I supposed to talk to them? This is the thing that matters, not, like, whatever financials I'm supposed to be pushing forward to anybody. Yeah, I mean, how are you supposed to make money? There's no economy anymore. We yeah, can't leave our houses. I, I, I've just been writing, like, nothing on these sheets. Like, not, not like, z- nothing and then sending a blank page. It's, like, literally writing, we got nothing, and just sending it them in faxes. And not only that, it's more like MS Paint. Let's just say my performance review is going to be pretty bad. But what are they going to do about it? Uh, they've already told me they're not going to give me a raise, so, you know. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know what? Fuck it, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm just waiting to hear that at, at my uh, at my day job that mm-hmm. I'm not getting that. I mean, that's it's probably it's almost assuredly going to happen. Oh yeah, hey, they, maybe they told us that yesterday. Like, hey, uh, yeah, you're going to be staying working uh, because of conditions of the economy. We can't promise you get anything except uh, to keep your jobs. Maybe we're not sure about that even. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, my my company promised that they were going to treat all their employees right, and then a week later fired us all. Just like family. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, as I said snarkily in that conference call, which was not acknowledged, they do treat me about as well as my real family. Like I said, like family, after Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving discussions. Indeed. Y'all, let's talk about some other families. Let's talk about the family of wrestling. As we know from uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in, in Florida... WWE and these and these companies, they're like, you know, they're like little families. They're taking care of each other and they're, you know, treating each other right and not doing terrible things. They're taking their temperatures and thinking that's probably enough to say they're good. But because Hell World has to continue unabated, we need to discuss the things that are going on here in the terrible world that we live in. Uh, one of which is that, like, I guess now that everybody has so much free time, everybody's just staying indoors trying to find new ways to, you know, reach out and communicate with people. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, though, for one of those people, that seems to be uh, creeping on children. Yeah. Y'all, we need to talk about those Velveteen Dream allegations. Oh, thank God it's Velveteen Dream. Week. Okay, shit. I thought we were going to... Okay, never mind. Go on, go on. Dreams okay, Pizzeria? No, I I, I want to know where you're going with this. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Rio's Pizzeria is totally fine. Nothing's wrong. Just keep moving on, please. Okay, thank God. Okay, thank God. Look, we don't know where Rio's been, all right? No, we, she's in Japan. She's totally fine. Nothing's gone wrong. Time in the make of the pizza. Yep, time to make the pizza. She's going over to Japan to get the ingredients. Um, Let's talk about Velveteen Dream. So, yeah. Friday last week... Um. A post appeared on Reddit alleging that uh, Velveteen Dream had sent inappropriate pictures and creeped on uh, some minors. Yeah. This post was quickly deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I story... do want to I do want to yeah. point out the reason the post was deleted, because I, I do go on Reddit a lot, and people were flaming the mods over this, and basically the, mods... the re... Oscar mods are asleep post Velveteen Dream allegations. The reason the post was deleted was because it had the pictures in it, and there's a Reddit policy against posting leaked nudes. That I did not know. Okay. But that, that's good to know, because, yeah, this information did not go away, and then mm-hmm. more stuff started appearing on Squared Circle yeah. when it started becoming more clear that actually wait no maybe these people are being serious and especially because you know some things could get traced to a twitter account that was not protected for a while and then you know had to become protected because people are attacking a a literal child but yeah there's receipts and they're pretty damning ones yeah so where this comes out is basically sometime uh on i believe thursday night maybe it was friday morning Dream posted, someone, apparently the Velveteen Dream, posted on their Instagram story that his DMs were open. 
of course, some people started DMing him, including one uh, 17-year-old child. The 17-year-old uh, messaged Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream apparently sent them uh, an uncensored picture of the penis and also a, a video, or not a video, a, um, a, an audio message that, you know, both of these things have gotten out there. So a, a, a dick pic and an audio message that, again, recording was put out there of what is allegedly, you know, just a recording of person's iPhone screen with the the Instagram DM there. And they play the, the audio and it's a Dream, someone allegedly, Velveteen Dream, asking, where do you go to school? And look, I ain't no expert here. I, I cannot say for certain. Look, there's no way to say for certain that that is Velveteen Dream. Like, no. and, and if I, there is a way to say for certain, I'm not the one to do it. I ain't no good person at knowing what voices sound like. But yeah. hearing and that audio, it is very hard for me to say that it is not plausible that that is the Velveteen Dream. Yep. And I think what kind of makes this worse is if. If the allegations are to be believed, the child had not started the sexual content. This was like one, you know, this was 100% like dream initiating mm-hmm. by Say sending, nothing. frankly, an unsolicited dick pic. Yeah, I mean, again, we shouldn't necessarily victim blame, but yeah, that's another big important point is that if he does that completely fucking unsolicited, that's even creepier than anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, it doesn't, like, it obviously, at a point, it doesn't matter if fucking it was solicited or not. It's right. a child. The child can't consent. Right. Velveteen Dream fucked up completely. But, but he started Even it. so, the fact that he fucking started it. Like, bro, you're living the gimmick too hard. I'm sorry. It's not like that. It ain't like that, though. Now, to, to play devil's advocate here, it is possible... This is like an Ellsworth situation where Dream's Dream's account was hacked, and it's someone posing as Dream to solicit pictures and do shit for their own salacious purposes. Which... So remind me about the Ellsworth situation. Was it that he was that his accounts were hacked? Yeah, basically what had happened is I, I don't know if it was his account that was hacked. But it was someone made a Snapchat, I believe, pretending to be Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. In an effort to solicit nude pictures. Yeah, and that and that's the thing here is that like that was that was someone pretending to be Ellsworth from another account, but making themselves like look legitimate, right? I'm I don't remember if it was from another account or if it was hacked. Because the allegations here are that it came from the official verified Velveteen Dream Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And that is an important distinction here. And so we do need to address that Velveteen Dream did eventually address the allegations on Friday by posting on Twitter and Instagram, basically stating that um, this did not not happen and that he was working with a third party to investigate this. But one thing that he did acknowledge in that statement is that the dick pic is real. Yeah, I have his statement right here. Be assured I did not communicate inappropriately with anyone. A private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I am working with a third party to look into this matter. So, somehow we're supposed to believe that someone was able to get private photos of Velveteen Dream and his his member, and I mean, 
we're also able to get access to his Instagram account, and we're able to message people posing as Velveteen Dream, and also making audio messages that plausibly sound like him. It is a very hefty reach to find a way that this is not him. It is possible there is a path you could take that involves a lot of hacking, a lot of social hacking to maybe scrounge up some pics from places they probably shouldn't have gone to in the first place. I, I mean, let's... And voice alteration and things like that, but that's a huge fucking reach. Let's, let's be honest here, though. If someone uses the same password for all their accounts, once they're in your cloud account, they can probably get into your Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And it was like a two-second clip. It's not like it's necessary. It's, it's not like it's not impossible. It's that's not the thing. impossible. No, you're right. It's and absolutely not impossible. So this is not like the most damning thing, but it's pretty damning. It's like there's still it's, it's it's like still ninety to ninety five to ninety eight percent a chance it's pretty much him. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not Im- Yeah, it's not impossible that all of these things are true, and this is all just a big fucking you know conspiracy against this dude. Yeah, but that's a fucking lot of leaps you're gonna have to take. Mm-hmm. To oh, absolutely. Like- yeah, and there's better ways unless it's like somebody who really wants to sink his career just for the fun of it. There's a lot of reaching here for no reason other than just being shitty. Like, there's better ways if you want to creep on people and get pictures and stuff like that, because we see all the time wrestlers talk about, this is not my actual Instagram account, or this is not my actual Twitter account, or Facebook account. That Or just, this used. is not a picture of me. Yeah, that too. I mean, or stuff like this, basically them saying, hey, this is a fake account, and it's being used for that reason, because that's way easier usually. Yeah. Which, it's fucked. The whole thing is fucked, but WWE's stance on it seems to be, ah, whatever, because if you watch NXT tonight, you would know that Velveteen Dream is still getting his championship match with Adam Cole next week. Okay, so, guess uh, we're not going to take these claims seriously, so. I mean... I guess it's hard to say. Like, who knows what will happen? Hey, maybe next week he fucking loses, and then we just never see him again. Could like, be. Maybe it's something where they're taking a wait-and-see attitude, and until until more information comes out here, they're just going to continue with the plan that they had. But either way, that's really not a good look, and maybe you should just kind of let him go away for a little bit. I was going to say, yeah, put him in the icebox and just kind of look into this. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, again, Enzo got fired with way less concrete evidence. He did, but also remember that, Yeah, he had the police investigation. Yeah, that's the thing, is that Enzo got fired mainly because he did not tell WWE that he was being investigated by the police. Which, in his defense, he did not know he was being investigated by the police. But same token, we also know, just as we discussed last week, that when the cops get involved in these things, WB is very knee-jerk. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, and, you know, not to talk about whether he's, you know, guilty or innocent and stuff like that, but just, yeah. Once, I'm mad, once it happens. I'm mad that there's another point under this header, because that would have been the perfect fucking transition to the next segment otherwise. 
really would, but alas, mm-hmm. we do need to say more on this story as it develops. Mm-hmm. But also, all right, as we discussed last week, mm-hmm. wrestling is an essential business in Florida. That it is. And because of WWE's actions, it was just a matter of time until everybody decided to follow suit. And so we learn that Hey, yes, all billionaires are fucking pieces of shit. AEW announced last week that they will be once again going live as of May 6th. This is a horrendous mistake, and I hate it. They will be, to their credit, they will be going, they'll be doing a live episode, and then they will be recording an episode for the next week, so they will be going every other week. Regardless, though, they're going fucking live again. Yep. And... What makes this even worse, in my opinion, is the fact that, like, all the talk that we had heard was that AEW had recorded everything up until Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. You would still have, like, three weeks worth of television that you could use from those fucking QT Marshall gym tapings. And what? They're just going to fucking throw it away? Yeah. They're just going to, like, repurpose it as fucking, like, dark matches? Probably. Like, what the fuck? I mean, when you consider that their darks have been, like... 16 minutes or so now rather than the hour they used to be i'm sure they would love to add more matches there to make that seem more valuable because they haven't done shit with dark for quite a while because basically their whole stance in that whole qt marshall situation all the tapings is let's take every wrestler that was willing to come out this way and throw them against every other wrestler and we can't do that where we're throwing jobbers against jobbers and we can't throw the big talent that can't fight each other yet against the big talent that can't fight each other so we get a bunch of squash matches it's that. terrible. It's not been great. It, it's it's like it's lousy TV. It, this isn't going to help. Like it's going to be the same deal. Like how are you going to have meaningful matches to a crowd of nobody? Well, because yeah. they're steadfast about going on with this pay per view, and they kind of need the pay per view to happen. I I increasingly believing that this is the reason they're doing all this. Uh, there's probably going to call it out there's probably an evp or two that doesn't understand the gravity of the situation and wants to push forward with the show must go on mentality i don't know Gee, who i be. wonder which one you mean it's probably cody let's be honest we know this. it's definitely cody let's fucking talk about the fucking response to us he got on twitter yeah that i'm amazed the man got ratioed i'm i'm you know i'm glad the man got ratioed mm-hmm. But I'm amazed the man got ratioed. Yeah, so Cody went on Twitter right after Georgia basically started going back to work or whatever the hell they want to call it, opening the state back up, whatever buzzwords you want to put on this, and started saying, hey, y'all, remember, you know, distance, stay as distant as you can, wear a mask, you know, wash your hands, be safe out there, and tried to, you know, put this really safe, oh, y'all, let's stay safe when we get out there, BS. And Twitter responded to him like, fuck you, why are you going live? Why are you doing a pay-per-view? Why are you still doing this when you know how dangerous this is? When everybody truly knows how dangerous this is, other than a few dumbasses who are in charge of the leadership of the world. Yep. And Cody's... Who probably some of them do know how dangerous it is. They just don't care because they like money. Exactly. And yeah. you know, So they'll just play dumb. But And Cody kind of... I feel like he played dumb a little bit in some of his responses, too. Where, where he said, yeah, I'm not actually going out myself. I'm not actually going to reopen anything myself. But I just wanted to put out some tips there for people to feel safe. Which, that's a weird way to put that when you kind of had encouragement. Let's go out there and 
you know, get back to work and be safe about it. It's like, yeah, and also, if you're not going to do that, then why is Dynamite happening live on May 6th, mm-hmm. exactly? Who is putting their foot down or is not putting their foot down? I feel like there's a real question as to who's being smart about this and who isn't. In fairness, and as I brought this up last week, and I, I know it's not exactly the the best point, but... The hot zones were talented. We have not seen any signs they're pulling people out there to show their faces yet. Yeah. Um, like, private party is stuck in their backyards doing stuff with each other, which weird vignettes. I don't know. We'll Do talk about that later. Weird ass shit. It's weird. And yeah, they're not staying socially distant like they should be, but. Whatever, it's like, if they're going to be family about it, then they know the risks if it's just two people like that, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, I have less of a problem with that than I do with the Young Bucks filming BTE and just inviting a shit ton of people that are not living on their ranch. Yeah, and that's problematic beyond the fact that, are they going to show up on the live AEW tapings, or are they going to stay over in Rancho Cucamonga and just do whatever they want to do over there while, you know, they're technically breaking social distancing themselves to make BTEs. It's all really bad, and it's not compelling to watch it all. Like, the stuff they're making that's compelling to watch is actually following proper social distancing and doesn't include an ounce of actual wrestling. And it's just... I'm, I'm just really bummed that we think we have to get back to live tapings to make something watchable. That's missing the point entirely. It just comes off as so craven, mm-hmm. and, like, it doesn't make any sense to me when you consider the fact that literally, like, we saw what happened last week. AEW, I taped AEW beat a live NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, what fucking more proof do you need that you don't need to actually do this? You don't need to do any of this. And, yeah, I, I, I'm just beyond words here. Like, this is just, again, a... Uh, waiting to blow up in the faces of everybody in wrestling if somebody catches coronavirus and is seriously hospitalized even if they don't die even if something doesn't happen it's probably going to fuck them up and maybe ruin their career like we are learning stuff about coronavirus that is not just affecting the respiratory system it is then moving on to circulatory it is then moving on to mental facilities it is moving on to stuff that we don't know about yet and maybe this is rumors, maybe it's not. We don't know. But the thing is, if you're going to cripple wrestlers for the sake of just getting TV out there, if you're going to put them at risk of ruining their livelihood for the sake of getting some TV out during hard times, then you're looking at a situation where now it's not just WWE who's making everybody potentially culpable, it's AEW who is no longer free and clear of this shit. And if it happens, they are no longer innocent. All wrestling will be affected. You cannot call yourself the alternative and then take advantage of the bullshit loopholes that the other company carves out for you. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. You can't sell yourself as this new, different thing, and then when the time comes to take a stand do the exact same thing and justify as well you know we're young and we need the money like you have the money you are You're no Tony better Khan. yeah the dude's a fucking billionaire he can pay to make sure everybody stays safe i don't care where his money is 
you know, freaking hold up in if it's in stocks or shares or stuff like that. Liquidate just enough motherfuckers so that you can actually pay your employees without them having to put themselves at risk. And I know TNT's probably got some contracts. VR Live's probably got some contracts. Work it out with them. You negotiated them in the first place. They know how serious this is. If they don't, then maybe you pick the wrong partner to work with. I mean, really, you? I feel like you would just have to explain to TNT being like, well, do you want to be the network with the guy that died? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's why I'm not so keen to say that they would not understand. I think they would understand if you pushed it to them in the right way. Especially when I mean, you it's hard them for the- me to say that TNT wouldn't understand considering that like the other... In fact, more important thing that they show, mm-hmm. basketball, like, what the fuck are they going to say about that? Well, they're not going to fucking fight about that. No, exactly. Like, and TNT would probably say, okay, can we work on some alternate content? Like, I don't know, like, let's speed, like, some documentaries about wrestling over to you, like, the fucking Shaq-like thing they're putting on TV that nobody wants to watch. I don't know. But come on, dude. It's just We get to hear all about how he got to be a Papa John's shareholder. <laughs> Uh, board member, whatever. I can't believe Shaquille O'Neal invented the Papadilla. I can't believe that now that they've ousted John Shatner, Shaquille O'Neal is Papa John now. I can't believe his DJ name is <coughs> Diesel and not Steel. How did you not know it was Diesel this year? All these years. Let's let's be really never paid attention to Jack. <laughs> okay, let's sure. be real. He probably can't call himself Steel. Mm, possibly. What's, Come on, man. He's on TNT. That's a Warner Media company. Get the synergy going with DC. Let's go. If you're going to have every fucking thing owned by three companies, at least have the different divisions of your one company work together. Mm-hmm. The only story I have in Shaquille O'Neal is that before he called himself Diesel working on DJ sets, I remember one playoffs before they faced the Pistons. And I forget which team he was on at that time. Probably the Magic. Um, he did an overnight rap concert in Detroit as Shaq Fu and um, was too tired the next day to actually play properly, and we uh, beat them in the playoffs. I mean, look, you want the corporate synergy at work here. Once Dynamite goes, once once we're allowed to have crowds at wrestling again, mm-hmm. just start having Jim Ross saying, well, coming up, we're proud to announce the Diesel will be coming to uh, All Elite Wrestling. I think... I think JR might have some qualms about what happened last time for some reason. Just a notion. I no, bro, just... it'll be it'll be perfect. We'll we'll turn Jim Ross heel, bro. Who let who let Russo in here? John, anyway, please, save me, save me. Fuck Tony Khan. More of this story. Fuck all billionaires. Yes. Fuck, yeah. Fuck all billionaires, honestly. But speaking of uh, fucking billionaire wrestling owners. You want to talk about Dark Side of the Ring? God, you know what? I'm not going to argue with that transition. That, yeah. that horrible transition yeah. might have actually been somewhat decent. Let's talk about <laughs> the most positive thing that happened this week. Oh, An shit. episode of Dark Side of the Ring about David Schultz slapping the shit out of John Sossel and yeah. basically just the complete and utter hypocrisy of Vince McMahon. Um... So, Trace, did you watch this? I have not been able to watch this. Um, again, I have issues with Vice not cooperating with my cable company mm. and that sort of stuff. So, um, 
Yeah. Vice is a very good channel, it turns out. Vice it's did, very easy to find. Oh, yeah, easy to find. And then when you hook up your network <laughs> credentials, it's like, yeah, um, you definitely don't have this channel, but um, we're just going to keep blocking this. And you want to log in again? Want to try it again? Keep trying? Keep trying? Well, maybe you should have been nicer to Gavin McInnes. Gavin McInnes got what he deserved. No, he didn't get what he deserved, but, you know, fuck. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. He deserves a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway... Oscar, what'd you think of this week's episode? I really liked this episode. And this is one that I was kind of like, when they announced it was like, all right, I don't, I, I wasn't thinking like, well, how much content is there really here? Unless you just really go a deep dive into the ethics of if what David Schultz did was right. But they actually didn't quite go in that direction. But I thought no. this was a lot more fascinating than I was expecting. Yeah, I, I was definitely very surprised, too. I thought that they they used this... I thought that they used David Schultz as a way to, to write a very interesting narrative about just the limits of kayfabe and just, like, about the death of kayfabe, pretty much. Yeah. Like, we see it through the eyes of, of Schultz, who, you know, as we learn his history and everything of how he was, you know, raised up in the business and very much raised up, like, the classic way of he didn't know wrestling was fake. He went to a gym to learn, you know, to, to learn how to be a wrestler, where he just got stretched the fuck out and fucked all the way up until, like, so, until he eventually, they learn, it's like, okay, cool, we're going to smarten you up now. The and so... Yeah, mm-hmm. like he came up the complete old school way, and then it was like contrasted with you know they they had John Salsel there talking about like his interview thing that he was doing, and boy he comes off like a fucking prick. Yeah, John Salsel is a prick. That's why. I can't believe the Fox News commentator is a prick. Well, He's I mean, a Fox News commentator, I didn't know that. Yeah, he is nowadays, I, but yeah, yeah I'm used to, I mean, obviously back then, 2020, for years and years, he was an ABC. Um, quote-unquote centrist commentator, which we now know what that kind of means. Jack shit. It just means he's just waiting to become a completely piece, I mean, just a piece of shit. Look, in principle, I don't disagree with 2020 and the idea of their consumer exposés. Right. I mean, sure, but... Who John else Sasso. is going to wear the giant hat to go to the Quickie Mart? <laughs> But he just yeah. comes off as so fucking arrogant and mm-hmm. so like, or just lying to people. Or just like, like he just so fucking doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And he just clearly, it's just like, he clearly thinks that like, I feel like it's very clear that he feels like that when he's talking about how a third of people go to the Avengers and think it's fake. Like, think it's real. You, just, you fucking believe it? It's like, he just so clearly thinks the fucking, these people are so stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he... It's the same attitude almost of uh, fucking exposed pro wrestling's biggest secrets revealed. Yeah, the stunt grannies and all that. Yeah. But, like, you know, there is a part of me that wants to say he probably comes across as much more of an asshole now. Maybe if this was 1984, uh, I I could understand the whole thing of, like, no, this sports league is, like, fixing all their matches. And they're taking your money to watch a fake fucking sport. Like, if you think about it in that context, I get where... I get why you could think that way, especially in a pre-exposed kayfabe era. Mm -hmm. I suppose. 
Um, but yeah, Regardless, he's... though, you know, as interesting as Schultz is and everything, everyone looks like a fucking asshole here. Like, I mean, you know, Stossel is a total is a total dirtbag. Like Schultz, for you know, as interesting as he is, and as much as you understand where he's coming from, don't put your fucking hands on a reporter. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter that you're yeah. protecting the business. Don't fucking do this shit, Vince. Boy, Vince looks cool, of course, as always. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I as much as, yeah, don't fucking put your hands on a reporter, Vince basically told him, like, yeah, just be fucking David Schultz. Get, you know, do this interview completely in kayfabe. And they kind of went into what his character was, which is something that I didn't know much about. But, you know, I was kind of saying off air, but it's like, you look at this guy and he's definitely like a you can see like he's a almost a proto Brian Pillman in his like you know they were showing a few of the promos they did and like one where they just went to his house and Vince rented out a bunch of guns for him and said these are your guns now just walk us through how much and just walk us through and like shoot your guns and then go yell at your and then like go yell at your wife and the cops fucking like said hey so we saw your show and we have a warrant for uh, his arrest because of this documented spousal abuse and Vince was like Vince basically had to be like no don't worry about it yeah no it's fucking crazy and it's very much like it's amazing how they basically yeah like Vince McMahon pretty much told him go out there and be David Schultz do your thing like he has the plausible, obviously, he has the plausible deniability of, of, like, well, I never said to hit the guy. Like, I never said do that. But, like, you know he knew. Yeah, you know that, like, there yeah. was an implicit, there was an implicit message of, like, hey, go out there and protect the business. Be a wrestler. Yeah, protect the business. Smarten the guy up. That, or not even smarten the guy, but smarten the guy up mm-hmm. with fists. And I think kind of what made this whole thing really egregious to me was... How they kind of went into the context of, of like basically less than a year later in the build up to WrestleMania, they had Hulk Hogan do the exact same thing, putting that fucking late night host in a sleeper hold. Well, don't forget before that that also Vince McMahon apparently tried to get David Schultz to sign something that said, "Oh, I did this all of my own volition." Yeah, yeah. And then when Schultz wouldn't do it, he got blackballed and fired. Mm-hmm. And. Then Hogan comes up with some fucking fake-ass story that he told Steve Austin on his show. Which, that was real interesting to hear. Yeah, that's... I'm I'm aghast hearing about this part. Yeah. But then, as Oscar said, there is also the ultimate hypocrisy of, yeah, like that Oscar said, there's the Richard Bells... A year later, Mm -hmm. there's the Richard Belzer incident in which Hogan fucking choked Belzer out causing him to fall, crack his head open, and get a concussion on television. Yes, and he never really was the exact same again. Did did anything even happen? Like, was there any lawsuit or anything about that? There was a settlement, you know, in the same way that there was a settlement with Stossel. But, like, Hogan, obviously Hogan didn't lose his job over it. Hogan was never punished for it. Nope. Because Hogan exactly. basically had his entire career destroyed. It's, which is, you know, it's, which is kind of especially egregious when you think about they brought in fucking Schultz because he had worked 
he had worked the territories with Hogan as his main foil and was brought in specifically to be like, yeah, Hogan's top face, your top heel. Yep. And I mean, hey, I guess at the end of the day, it all did work out for Schultz because he got to live a fucking life of being like a weird action movie star by being a, a literal bounty hunter. Those stories that he was telling about like, you know, finding those two kidnapped girls like at a strip club and like the fucking dude the kidnap them just snorting cocaine and trying to bust out over the bar. That shit was crazy. Yeah. It's worth watching that, that episode just to hear his stories about being a bounty hunter. Schultz is a real interesting guy. I don't understand him, but he's a, a real interesting guy. So basically, it's weird that nobody's been talking about him until now. One other thing that I thought was really interesting about this is, like, honestly, I feel like one thing that this episode really did is they really made Eddie Mansfield, of all people, really sympathetic. I mean, I don't think I necessarily came away with him feeling quite as sympathetic, because or... I, I definitely felt sympathetic. Okay, I, I should clarify that. You're right. I mean, like, he, they definitely, like, you know, they more sympathetic than I think that he usually comes across. Like, yes. for, you know, as we know, like, so for the context here, Eddie Mansfield was the person that talked to John Stossel in the 2020 piece, where he basically showed them all the tricks of the trade. He showed them the blading. He showed them how they do the moves. He showed them how they do, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, basically t- was, like, their chief talking person that they talked to. Right. Um, and of course they have like, they have interviews with people like Schultz and Cornette about M- Eddie Mansfield. And of course they fucking despise him and they're talking about how he's a, a worthless piece of shit that fucking was a complete failure in the business. So he just tried to, he just decided to expose it. And, you know, I, I think that, look, I think that they're there probably is a little bit of truth that you could say to that of like, you know, he kind of was someone that was not going to be a big star and was maybe sort of flame out. But like, I think that they more than I've ever seen anyone talking about Eddie Mansfield. I think that they give him a proper context of him of, yeah, no, he wasn't someone that was in love with the business. He was someone, he was much like a Lex Luger type. He was someone that was an, an athlete from another sport who discovered wrestling is like, oh yeah, I can make a living here. And part of the reason, and I think that they make the case that part of the reason why he, you know, flamed out as it were, is because he was looking at it from the perspective of, I'm an athlete. And as an athlete in other sports, an athlete who played football, like, well, we get health insurance in football. We get all these guarantees in football. We have a union in football. Yeah. Why don't we have any of that in wrestling? And hey, surprise, surprise, when he started asking those questions, he didn't really start getting books so much anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they made a case for, and I think that they made a case for him of like, you know, he, he kind of makes the point in that thing of like, yeah, no, I did this Stossel stuff and like, I have to live with the consequences of that, but also... I was kind of hoodwinked, too, because I was going there. I really wanted to talk about the way that they don't treat the employees well. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the uh, the poor treatment. I wanted to talk about the lack of health insurance. I wanted to talk about the lack of 401k and benefits. And all they wanted me to do was show them how to blade. Right, which is almost yeah. like akin to... It took, what, like now 
35 years or so for them to finally start talking about that stuff on a completely unrelated show without any input from wrestlers uh, on like John Oliver yep. to even start bringing that up. So yeah, it's been a while and I feel like that almost... You mentioned like the wrestling's greatest secrets revealed. Um, I don't know if you mentioned that just um, a few minutes ago, but mm-hmm. like the rationale behind that for the wrestlers who were showing off the moves and all that was at the very end of their program, they said, we want to show that these moves actually do hurt. They are very real, and we're doing them in unison with each other because we want to make sure we can go to the next show and actually perform. We're not killing each other in the process. Which, you know, again, is kind of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same problem with the Stossel thing, where it's like, yep. you can tell why the wrestlers involved wanted to do it, and you can tell why the creators of the show wanted to do it. Exactly yep. my point, because, yeah, that's, uh, it just feels like the similarity right there between those two programs is the wrestlers desperately want a story to be told, and TV just wants to say, hey, look, wrestling's not real. Look at can this. Can you believe it? Can you We've believe? We've co- uncovered the liars trying to lie to you and trick you into thinking that wrestling's real. Do you like wrestling? Guess what? You're a dumbass. Let all the kids at school make fun of you because you watch something that's totally fake and you think it's real like a stupid person. I bet you eat food off the floor, you stupid mutt. Come on, Way eat to it. fall for it, you stupid fuck. Yeah. So. I do I do just want to call out though there is one thing Eddie Mansfield said which uh, did make me audibly laugh out loud. Oh yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say because uh I was definitely I was watching that with my partner and that was definitely the part of the show where I went I really, I really wish you also could see the Twitch stream so I could, you could see that face I made. Yeah, I can't see it right now. Say the line, Oscar. When Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, he forgot to free the pro wrestlers. Trace, he went full on Tommy Dreamer. You never go full Tommy Dreamer. He has head problems. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be real. A guy that played football in the '80s and then wrestled in the '80s maybe also has his fair share. I mean, let's be honest here. Every single person that has been on this fucking series has head trauma. Cornette, yes, Jericho, New Jack. Oh, I mean, look at his head, his forehead. I think we killed Trace. I am beyond belief here. What the? No. Those were words that were said on a television show in 2020. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How the fuck we had two references of this kind of stuff with Tommy Dreamer, now Eddie Mansfield? <laughs> oh, my God. This world. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, if anything, it's more fucked up that, that he didn't free the wrestlers. I mean, he was a wrestler. Well, well, that's why he didn't. He was, he was trying to protect his spot. It's true. He knew. He knew he had to keep them contained. It's the yeah. only way to keep kayfabe alive. <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe he was the original Hulk Hogan. I can't believe Abraham Lincoln was the original Hulk Hogan. He was the he was the Pharaoh. He used the wrestlers to build the pyramids. Oh, God. It wasn't until Eddie Mansfield showed up at the White House to say, let my people go. I mean, I mean, look, really, 
depending on depending on uh, who you ask, the Civil War was actually fought over uh, Lincoln's desire to create the One Lincoln Nation. What about I hate war games? Ah, oh, God. The world I, is a disenfranchised pro gone wrestler. You have officially gone too far. I'm glad you cut me off there because I almost went further. Where the bastard in the chat is right. This is the ultimate heel turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sure is. Uh, cue the War Games cat. Let's get this going. I mean, I guess it's a good thing that Owen doesn't listen to this because I feel like this is the thing that would finally get us fired. <laughs> one cage over the north, one cage over the south. Two rings. Let's go. Jesus Christ, I can't believe Robert E. Lee brought a chair in! How the hell did they win the coin toss? I thought the clear line... Oh, it's a two-sided coin, son of a bitch! (laughs) Ah, Custer's hitting him with a barbed wire bat! Speaking and and then somehow Michael P. S. Hayes is there too. <laughs> why can't I mean, the, children... the South has to rise again somehow? Why can't the children survive or surrender in school? <laughs> Speaking of the match beyond, let's talk about a company that might not get that trademark because WWE's arguing for it. I mean, you know, that was a better transition than I was going to make. It'd be better in blood and guts, but I guess they gotta get what they can. It's just the con penis dot fart of wrestling. It's time to play. It's Wednesday wrestling. Does anyone care? I'm gonna give the answer to that no, but we're gonna go through it anyways. We sure are, but first let's talk about Monday wrestling. Yep. Being the elite 201, the episode that we thought wasn't going to happen. Uh, y'all thought it was going to happen. I I was tuning in. I mean, I Monday. thought it was going to happen, yeah. but people were like, well, I don't know, is this the end? Well, it's, it's weird because, like, the only thing that gave them any rationale for that was they said they were probably going to end BT's first season, and I gave that pregnant pause the right reason, at 100. And they did for, like, a month. Maybe two weeks, I forget. They didn't say anything about that for 200. They just, it's 200, so, In oh, fact, now you're going to do the pause and end it, right? Yeah, and on a cliffhanger, it's like, come on, people, don't be stupid. They're going to keep going as long as people keep watching and, you know... As long as they've got nothing better to do at this point. Well, it's a lot well, less no. action than we've been seeing in Being the Elite recently. But, hey. Yeah, but. We, we did get the the fucking revolt tease. Yeah, um, so FTR is happening. Which, I mean. I don't mean... know when, but it's happening. It's going to happen at some point. They don't know when. They don't know how. But we know pretty well at some point. The Young Bucks and the team formerly known as the Revival, Team FTR, um, Bully, Bully Hardwood and uh, Dax, uh, um, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Okay, so um, Bully Hardwood and Devon Wheeler are going to <laughs> <laughs> gonna go to battle, and they'll have a great match, and we'll they're love gonna it. go get the tables, and they're gonna get the tables. They're not going to use them because they're just going to use their fists. Say yeah. Say yeah. Dax Hardwood is a real top guy. Uh, it's such a... I cannot stop saying it's a space mutiny name. 
It's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 as fuck. And that's okay, fine, whatever. We'll grow. It'll grow on me if they start actually being silly with that damn name. It's Harwood, Oscar, no D. Not yet. No, not yet. There's I mean, I know for you, you, I know for you it is always a Dax Hardwood, but... Oh, just you wait. That you gotta wait coming. for him to... Look, man, you gotta wait to him, for him to say yeah. Yeah. Because it's no, all about the consent. No, it's true. He is the top guy. You know, mm-hmm. there is, there's no... <laughs> Counterpoint, he goes hard all day, all night. For his proud southern people who get ready to fight. But again, consent is the ultimate yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. So they're very enthusiastic about it. We've already talked longer than the segment for this probably ran. It's true. So let's also talk about the other thing that was interesting on being the elite. Well, I added a thing in here because we didn't mention it. Because Luchasaurus's thing kind of got close to wrapping up. The horrible story he's had about trying to find his tail that's just been a Shawn Michaels story ripoff. Um, lost his tail smile. Yeah. Um, so he had, like, a run-in with PJ Black in this episode. That's cool. Which is cool. Like, I, like, I like the Darewolf. And he went through some weird chakra stuff, which was stupid, as you'd expect. He said to call him back at the exact specific time, which, what do you know, the video at that specific time cuts right back to him. And then we have this whole scene where Luchasaurus has a tremendous amount of hallucinations and trippy bullshit, which is culminating in him running into a giant dinosaur-like snake thing that laughs at him in a high-pitched voice, almost as if it's like a Firefly Funhouse thing, but it's just Buildemont. Just saying constantly, I bet you're going to shit your pants! Are you going to shit your pants, boy? Is it actually Buildemont, or...? No, of course it's not, because he hates Buildemont. Like, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure no. that they didn't but, fucking like hire him. No, let's be perfectly clear. He will never be hired because he not only hurt Luchasaurus, he hurt Kenny Omega. Mm. Kenny, he's the reason Kenny Omega did not go with WWE in the beginning. Otherwise, he'd probably have tag teamed with Heath Slater, and hmm. that would have been very bad for his career. But sure um, would have. Yep. But, yeah, so there's several people on AEW's roster in very high positions that would want nothing to do with Buildemont. So this is very much an authorized, let's talk shit about Buildemont and his awful practices of training. And cool. Const- so a bunch of references to him that actually feel quite candid to how Buildemont was talking about um, Judas back when he was that in uh, training in OBW or whatever. And, uh, yeah, or FCW might have been at that point. I don't know. Um, I believe it was FCW. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, as someone that doesn't really, like, obviously I've heard some of the, the later stories about Bill DeMott, but as someone that doesn't really know, like, Luchasaurus's run-ins with him, uh, yeah, this, this call kind of went over my head. It, it probably did a little bit, but, yeah, it's it's entirely just him basically saying that Bill DeMott almost ruined him, and he really wanted to be, he kind of always wanted to be a ninja dinosaur, and or according to him at least and Bill DeMott was like no it's stupid you're a big guy do big guy stuff and so it's like five minutes of him fighting a giant snake doll that keeps swatting him and it's stupid it's kind of amazing and tripped up way I also do kind of appreciate it being a snake because you could also make the reference to uh, Vibora you could Lucha Underground persona you sure could 
got his goddamn head cut off by Taya, which yeah. they referenced a few weeks ago. They sure did, and they referenced it again in the stream as well, because Taya yeah. was in the dream. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of interesting shit going around at this that just all of it feels real interesting, and maybe the closest thing we'll get to a shoot interview with Luchasaurus in modern times. And then Sign was, Taya Valkyrie, you cowards. Yes, I mean, please. fuck you, Tony Khan. I'm still fucking mad at you for this dumb shit that you're doing next week. But sign Taya Valkyrie, you coward. Yeah, fucking sign Taya Valkyrie like you. Already fucked up by not signing Morrison. And now he's off doing his stupid goofball shit. So, um, But then, speaking of weird goofball shit, what the fuck is up with this private party stuff? I'm so confused by this private party shit that they're doing and it looks awesome mm-hmm. like it's really different and unique and like the weird like flashback cuts that they're doing yeah. are just it's a very strange thing that I'm not really following and I was hoping mm-hmm. that maybe someone could explain to me what is happening but I'm really drawn to it for some reason yeah and it's like almost at the end of this they're teasing like potentially breaking up into singles competitors but not? But also, yeah, like, teasing, wait, are did they get attacked by Pentagon? Yeah, or somebody. It's like they, they can't seem did, to figure did that out. Did they get attacked by a young buck? Yeah, and so it's this really weird, trippy, artistic stuff. And I'll be honest with you, if this is what BT starts being, is like everybody just throwing their own little artsy stuff into the episode. Like, the private party's got their weird stuff. Luchasaurus has got his weird stuff. Occasionally, Hangman Page will send something over. It's, like, hilarious. I'm down for this. This is way better than, you know, if they're going to have to do skits and stuff than just leaving it to SCU all the time. Yeah, it's really something interesting. I hope they do more of it. And honestly, yeah. like, I, I, I'm i going to throw it out there. Like, I kind of want to see them do this private party stuff on Dynamite because, like, yeah. this is really cool and different looking. And, like the weird production values that it has like just is so different from everything on on being the elite mm-hmm. like being the like you know all the other stuff on being the elite that people send it it still has that kind of like backstage i'm just filming it on my phone charm to it yeah like this feels like someone actually put in some like serious production values and thought into this this is kind of up in their level of like darby allen this, yeah. is, this could be up there with his stuff because he's got these weird videos too and they're really good, but they put those in Dynamite. Put this shit on Dynamite too. It'd be great. And it makes me really interested to see what more that the, the private party's capable of. Like, if this mm-hmm. is like the weird stuff that they could come up with just for like a weird being the elite bit. It'd be better than uh, the Jericho segment of video that was on Dynamite. That's for damn sure. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll very, get to that. Very shortly. Right now, let's talk about AEW Dynamite! Okay, so my plan for this, and feel free to stop me at any point, I'm just going to start reading off these bullet points and just letting you know about everything that went on. If you want me to stop, let's just start talking about something. Because otherwise, I'm going to assume you don't care. Yeah, it's, as we've established, about It's Wednesday Wrestling. Does anyone care? The answer is no. So, it starts off... Darby Allen has a really good promo about how he's not really a corporate suit, and Cody totally is, so he's going to beat them, take the TNT title, and be the exact opposite of what TNT wants, and it's really fucking good. But This promo, promo made me want Darby Allen to win, which made me even sadder when he didn't. And they made him lose in a really weird way that still basically puts him over, so he should have won, but... 
he did a coffin drop. He didn't recognize that he was being pinned as he was pinning Cody, and Cody's shoulders were up. And so, oop, Darby on screwed up, head and hands. Cody moves on because, of course, he does. He's going to fight Lance Archer. I've even revealed that result yet, and we already know it's going to happen. It was a smart way to have Cody get like a, a weird veteran thing over a young guy of like, you know, Hey, you got me with your big finisher, but I tricked you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we know that Darby Allen is destined for like the main event scene. He's too damn good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stop. Use, just stop using that fucking fake pin thing or that fucking pin finisher. That's stupid. The coffin drop is what you need. And um, then John, you wanted to talk about uh, notes. We talked about for the show, uh, Scorpio skies video. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they did the second part of uh, their their Scorpio Sky like promo stuff that they're doing to build him up, and yeah, you know, look, it's a lot of you know as we've said before, it's a lot of the same stuff that they did in the build up to him for Jericho, the Jericho match that he had. Like they're basically telling the same story about him of you know he was this young guy that really loved wrestling growing up. He lost his mom at a young age, started the training, and then you know because he saw this this interview with Frankie Gazarian and then of course goes on to be a tag team with Frankie Gazarian and all these things you know it's it's all it's all the stuff that we've seen before but I think that it's really well done and I really like the way that they're doing these video packages it felt very it felt very WWE to me but in a good way it reminded me of like the stuff when the stuff when Finn Balor was in NXT and they were trying to build him up and when he was running for the title makes me wonder if they're going to try and push Scorpio Sky towards one of the titles soon I could see it so, I mean, he'd be a good one for the TNT title as well. He'd he be a would. great spokesperson for the TNT network. Um, then, after this uh, decent video segment, uh, we had Chris Jericho trying to make a meme take uh, hold virally on the internet, and it's not going to work, just like Flim Flam didn't work last week. Look, I appreciate that these segments are just Chris Jericho sees a popular meme decides to have his stupid his stupid wrestling friends do it and then decides to get all his famous friends to do it too. Yeah, so it's basically a thing where it's like a Manitoba something or another, I forget what it's called. Um, Which is basically just the, the thing that's been going around recently of people of like you know there's the a bunch of stunt men did a uh did like a a fight scene that was basically just like it was exactly this. It was <laughs> They throw someone throws a punch and then oh I got knocked back or something and then like I hit yep. you with another thing and then the next person builds off of that. Yeah, as long as you take start the frame where you can just react backwards from something that you got attacked by and then react back with an attack that puts the frame in a way where it can just jump immediately to somebody else without noticing. Yeah. Um, and they just did that all the way through. Um, had some cameos from a lot of different famous people. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob, of course, were there because they're Jericho's friends. And it ended with... Um, his Vicky. dad was there. His dad was there, yes. And Is it ended... Gabriel Iglesias there? Uh, yes, Gabriel Iglesias was there. Um, a couple other people I didn't recognize were in that whole group. Vicky, Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero was the final one, and she freaked out as Vicky Guerrero was very good at doing. And, yeah, it, it was It was terrible. But I was kind of into it. It was it, it, it was, was okay. silly. It was silly. I'm fine with that. But at the same token, when you see through what they're trying to do here, it, it makes it hard to enjoy as much as I should. Because it's literally Chris Jericho can't be Joe Rogan, so he just wants a meme to go viral because he wants people to notice him in ways that he can be a multimedia master rather than just the best wrestler in the world. See, I will say, 
This I fucking hated this segment. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm not sure. Is this meant to be him trying to go viral, or is this meant to be his character of an old guy who thinks he's still hip? It's Jericho. It's hard to say. He's like a master of making that impossible to tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who made us think The Undertaker was coming back, and no, it's Jericho. So, he, he does this stuff all the time. I can't say, and if he really is just understanding that he is an old rocker dad, and that he's not cool anymore, then he, it just elevates him into literally being the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Yeah. Like... That's hard, getting harder and harder to argue, quite frankly. Yeah, this was gen- This was a case of, like, I don't know if I hate this because I'm getting worked or not. Yeah, same. But I, I do... In general, I don't like the segment, regardless. Yeah. There's, he, he can do better on commentary being the old rock dad than he can with making us watch... Uh, and he's actually been really, really good on commentary. He was fantastic this week. Um, to the point I, where, like, when he retires, I might not be opposed to him becoming a full-time AEW commentator. I think he needs to be a, a color commentator it's in some level when he retires, because he's good at it, and he's, he's getting better. At it. He and Tony Schiavone have gotten uh, on the same beat now, to the point where they're working together just as well as JR and Jerry Lawler used to back in the day, where they're starting to push jokes back and forth, and um, they're actually being less sexist about it, which is good. Hooray! <laughs> Moving on from that, though, um, Wardlow has the sick knee still, and he killed the jobber with it. Um, MJF. Two people you forgot, by the way, that showed up in, in the, the Manitoba thing that we should yeah. acknowledge. Okay. For one, Sunny Kiss got to be on Dynamite. Yes, Sunny Kiss was there, and she or he did a great job. And also, Lou Ferrigno with a fucking taser. Yes, Lou Ferrigno yeah. took a taser out and tased his own phone. Which, Why was Lou Ferrigno there? Because he's not I, doing anything. Yeah, it's like he's not True. doing anything. And it, in fairness, the segment does end with, like, was that Lou Ferrigno there with a taser? <laughs> and the answer Which, is yes. Yeah, the answer is yeah. You got Lou Ferrigno with a taser. God damn it, Jericho. What are you doing? Um, so MJF is um, also um, off in parts unknown in his mansions of mansions, and he's giving every excuse why he's not there live. And this time, it's his hangnail is now better. He's got the strongest nail known to humanity, but um, he cut his neck while shaving, and he's really hurt. I appreciated him. I appreciated him wearing the fucking Ted Kennedy neck bracer. (laughs) Yeah, it was... He's good. He's a shitbag. He continues to be a complete asshole. Um, and Wardlow continues to be uh, both a combination of very green and very scary. Um, Sabin, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc going up against the best friends in a no DQ, no countouts, basically just a tornado tag team match. I will say Wardlow's F10 actually looked good for the first time tonight. It looked okay. It, it, I think the main thing it looked, made it look good was the fact he didn't try to rotate it too much. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually, you know, let it, let, uh, excuse me for a minute here, let Musa, 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 um, he, he let him just lift off so slightly, so it's good. Sorry, I, when I hear Musa, I think immediately about some other wrestler in another place. 
No idea. I, I run about. the tree. Okay. That, that's a joke. You know, you know what the joke I was making. Anyways, <laughs> the tornado tag team match um, was a complete clusterfuck, but it was entertaining as hell. Um, best friends that's won, fine. of course. Um, just with absolute silliness. Um, nothing really was settled with it. They're going to keep brawling, I'm sure. Um, Dr. Britt Baker had the best promo of her life. This ruled. This was basically The Office, but with Britt Baker in her dentist's office. And making a hell of a lot of uh, fun of Rebel and being an absolute shit to her. Um, which, for those who don't know, Rebel is not only a former wrestler, but she is the makeup artist, the head makeup artist of AEW. And so she was basically being mistreated like hell through this entire thing. And Dr. Britt Baker did a phenomenal job of the Michael Scott role. It was fantastic. I have nothing to say other than it's on YouTube already. You need to go watch it. It's very good. I will say that I think the fact that I don't watch the U.S. office, this whole segment went completely over my head. Yeah, if you, if you don't know like the way the office went off the rails from the U.K. version um, with the documentary stylings, it probably doesn't help some of the stuff here. Or if you don't know that whole meme of like, no, this is a sitcom, but it's done in documentary form. Yeah, I don't know oh. that I'd say that. Like, look, I I don't like the U.S. Office, and I've not really watched more than like a f- a few episodes of it. As someone that doesn't really watch it, I, it still totally worked for me. As just like, oh yeah, no, she totally sucks. It's just like it's really weird that they have this backstage footage of her just running fuck running down Rebel and calling her the wrong name and coaching her to do all this stuff. But it's also awesome. Mm-hmm. And just kidding. And her, then like, just peeking in frame just every now and then. Like, is she doing? Is she doing things? What's she doing? What's she doing over there? And then she ends her best friend's entire life. Yep. Indeed. And just real pro- mean to Tony. Yep. <laughs> really mean to Tony. <laughs> some awful photoshops about Tony. Some great motivational posters involving Britt Baker hanging in her own office, which is just premium. Um, you know, you miss all the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Um, it was fantastic all the way through. This is the best Britt Baker has been as a heel. She needs to lean into this more because, holy crap, she's found her niche, finally. She's she's there. It It's it's amazing to me how quickly she rebounded from the awful fucking promo on the boat. Yep. And how this heel turn... I am super invested in Britt Baker right now. Yeah, it, it's... It is the best thing she has. Uh, yeah, it, it, just everything she's done at this point. It, it's amazing how quickly she's grown. I don't remember who exactly is coaching her on this stuff, but they're doing a fantastic job. Yep. Is it Tony Schiavone? It might be Tony Schiavone, honestly. But I think it's also like some combination of Dean Malenko and or Billy Gunn or um, Dustin Rhodes or someone else backstage. I forget who. Whoever's doing it, keep doing it because you're doing a great job. Yeah, and the please. pairing, the pairing with Tony Schiavone is something that, like, on paper, should not have worked. Oh, absolutely not. It was terrible at first. I thought, and she has managed to turn into this thing where he, she's just passively aggressively busting him every chance she can get, while still acting like they're close friends. And I will also say full credit to Tony Schiavone for selling his end. Yeah, he is. He's doing a very good job, and a lesser person probably have broken down by now. 
but he is taking it in stride and doing a great job because he is a consummate performer. Like I wouldn't trust as much as I don't as much as I don't hate him as much as you guys. Like I don't see Jim Ross being able to pull this off. Oh, Jim Ross wouldn't no. pull this off. Jim Ross would like completely start no selling some of the stuff and you know saying, well, clearly she's photoshopped that. Rather than Tony Schiavone putting the seed of doubt, like, I don't think that's actually my teeth there. Which is the right way to sell that. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, Sean Spears was in action. I guess he's using a sharpshooter now. That's all you really need to know there. Get it? Because Canada! Yeah. Also, when he puts it on, he, he gets a really soulless face um, on, on his, in his eyes. And he just he looks really mean because he's heartless. Because he's dead inside, like he's, Canada. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that right, Oscar? He, he's dead inside, like I was gonna. And no, I'm not gonna make that real bad joke I was about to make. I know where you're going with that, and you better have stopped. You thank already you. have to now because you've done it. I was about to go down that joke earlier, and thankfully somebody stopped me. His soul is like eighty percent of the Heart Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that went further than I expected. Holy shit! Teddy Cast coming soon. <laughs> it's not just cool; it's not cool. <laughs> also, I regret to inform you that maybe um, is a murderer, but maybe that other guy did it. Speaking maybe. of murderers, um, Marco Stunt has died again. He was his neck was snapped by Brody Lee in probably the sickest black hole slam I've ever seen. That was a cool fucking black hole slam. Literally, there was no bone left in his body after this complete jelly shell of Marco Stunt was flung down to the mat, and you could just see the ghostly apparition raise up from him afterwards. Marco Stunt is dead. Again. You can literally see his skeleton fly out of his mouth and into space. It's, it's weird, because, you know, I thought x-rays were only a thing in Mortal Kombat, but as it turns out, they're very much real. But, yeah, no, so Brody Lee beat the shit out of Marco Stunt. It was way more amazing than it should have been. Um, Brody Marco Lee's... Stunt is died by accident. Yes. Um, Brody Lee's still, sure, he's still on him. He kind of sucks a little. Um, but he does good wrestles. I, yeah, this, this de- I feel like this segment definitely did the most in making me kind of get what they're going for with Brody Lee. I think mm-hmm. that they do need to explain it a little bit better. Like, here's the thing, because I think it's like, look. Mm-hmm. I think they do a good job. I think that there's a way you could do this of like, hey, you got this fucking David Miscavige style dude of just like, I am a heartless, fucking smart, calculating piece of shit, and I will just fucking destroy you because you are just, you are all just pawns in the way of me having all this power. Yep. They're not doing a good job explaining that at all. The best way they can handle that is by not showing any Vince McMahon segments and showing more of this. It's true, but I also do feel like that they need to like actually sell that character more on the, the commentary side. I think true. Jericho did an okay job of that. And was like really sell and was like, you know, really trying to sell it, but like I feel like they still I still feel like they had their moments of selling it in the context of like Oh, you remember Brody Lee and how they wouldn't let him do anything? Like, referencing, he's not some guy doing a southern accent. Like, yeah, we we know. We heard your podcast, Jericho. We know. Yep, you don't need to bring that up anymore. Just let him be what he can be now. Please. Michael Hickenbottom, the Dark Order is coming to the Alamo. I can't believe you lost the smile again. And bad news going forward. 
John Moxley has decided he's going to risk his life and his truck to go get coronavirus in Florida. Cool. Thanks, Mox. So he's going to go at AEW Live next week. And great. Just what we need. Go on. Do that. Join that. And he's the, hoping everybody's staying safe, even though he's not going to be safe there. The real Pretty fucking s- stupid, but hey, go off, King. The Speaking real of- cynic in me wants to say, hey, do you think someone from the back office told him, you're the champion, if you don't show up soon, we're going to have to take that title away from you? I don't no, think that. I no. think it's probably more just he's a fucking idiot and thinks like, yeah, no, I should show up because I'm the champion. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty healthy, right? I can just probably show up and I won't get it, right? You just take my temperature, just put a thermostat on my ass, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, let's be fair. I'm just going to, like, not get, like, sick. Just make sure you don't, like, throw me in your, like, thumbtacks. Or maybe do yeah. throw me in the thumbtacks. It might be good, cool, actually. As long as I keep, like, 20% of my blood, I'm probably fine. I won't need to get anything to deal with the, the, the COVID-21 or whatever. I mean, hell, if I lose all my blood, that means I can't get COVID, right? Because COVID's in the blood. Yeah, it's just, it's I stupid, mean, but okay. I don't actually know how blood works. Let's let's be fair. John Moxley lives in Vegas, and hey, given what the mayor of Vegas is saying, Florida might be safer. This is not wrong. Man. Um, <laughs> I hate that, that you're said, right. Um, he's fighting Frankie Kazarian next week. Frankie also just going to put himself out there um, and join the people, move out of sunny Southern California where it's probably safe to florida as well thanks frankie mjf will also be risking himself and matt hardy on top of the people who have already been risking themselves day in and day out is mjf actually coming back yes yeah mjf will be back next week and yeah matt hardy will be having a street fight uh with kenny omega against like sex gods cool matt it's not like you have three young children yeah, if you catch it, you know, you're really going to be broken. Again, Dumbass. again, I there's a part of me that's saying that wants to think it's like someone in the back has said, Dynamite's going live again. We need all hands on deck now. Uh, don't worry, you'll be compensated for your for this hardship. I mean, it's, it's hard the to sad say. thing is I'm sure they will. They'll probably be compensated. Um, I think it might just be wrestlers tend to think they're stronger than this stuff. Someone photoshopped that picture of Dr. Manhattan bowing to the medical workers and put fucking Cody's face on it. All I know is that if somehow a wrestler does contract COVID or coronavirus or anything and they don't die and wrestling somehow moves on afterwards... Somebody needs to get a big head sign of David Starr looking disapprovingly and hold it up during an AEW event. Every AEW event, for that matter. Every one of them. Also, every fucking right. WWE Fine, event. I'll go see if I yeah. can figure one of that, those out before fucking double or before blood and guts. I mean, we'll have time, and you can probably actually tweet at David Starr because he's really good at Twitter and get him to actually give you a headshot. Did Bernie... Did, uh... <laughs> Did he ever respond back to your suggestion of uh, naming his move the Bernie Hammer? Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, he liked Hell it, yeah. yeah. He's good. He's really good at Twitter. I mean, that's not even a joke. He really is pretty, pretty good at Twitter. Yeah. He wouldn't have it in his intro if it wasn't true. Exactly. It's also ice and cream in your coffee. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but... Um, Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer fought. Dustin did a blade. And 
Lance Archer won because, of course, he was going to. The match was way too even. It should have been more of a slaughter of Dustin. They tried to make it look like it was one-sided at the end, but it didn't really sell well because Dustin kind of wasn't bleeding that much, and he had kind of fought back just a few minutes before. So I mean, they could have. Ow, my head! Yeah, this I match could have gone way better. I get what they were doing of like, well, it's a semifinal match. It should be competitive, and it's a TV main event. But you're completely right. And it's Dustin. Yeah, it should be a case where he tries to make it look even for like the first few minutes and then something out of the control that Kip Sabian wouldn't have done, like maybe a chair shot that the ref didn't see or something like that, completely puts it to where he can't fight back and then Lance Archer just completely destroys him for like 15 minutes like Brock Lesnar. Except like they... because he's better than Brock Lesnar. Hear me out, they should have swapped opponents. Do Cody versus Dustin, you have that story there of is does Cody want to go this far again to get to the final? And then it's also believable that Darby Allen might have a competitive match against Lance Archer. You know, that would be totally fair. Um, I think that I actually don't disagree with that at all. That would have been a better semifinal. Because you don't need to redo Cody and Darby like what happened tonight. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that was the entirety of Dynamite. That it was some good segments. Um, the wrestling is okay. Yeah, it's hard to feel enthusiastic about it when you know next week. Fuck. We're live, pal. These fucking assholes. Oh, did you, did you cover your mouth? Did you wash your hands? Oh, you're probably safe. Come on in. Come on in. What's asymptomatic mean? That means you got a a symptom, right? Just one? I don't see any in you. You're none symptomatic. Asymptomatic elite wrestling. What the fuck are we doing these days? Let's just shut wrestling down and just play video games. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. I've got like SnowRunner. I've got like um, Fortnite. I've got. got You know what? You know what? Look. Fucking. Place to save the world. Yeah. Warner owns Mortal Kombat. Put the put the AEW guys in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Why the hell not? Let's sound a lot more fun than fucking WWE Battlegrounds. Hell yeah. Give, give Darby Allen a fatality where he cuts half of someone's head off exposing their real skull. No, he rips off half of his face exposing a skeleton and then breathes fire on you. That's so 1992, John. He's like half scorpion, half dead inside. Half scorp. Uh, excuse me, scorpion's not dead anymore. But Darby Allen is, so it's cool that way, right? Well, well, yeah. That's the thing is, Darby Allen was fully dead, but then Quan Chi's magic brought Darby Allen back to life. But only half of Darby Allen, so he's half revenant. What if Quan Chi, but Moxley? <laughs> this is this has been episode twenty-eight of Heal Alternative. You can find us over at ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. I like that. That was well done. Okay, I'll go give you that. I'll give you that. I'm glad you were able to stop laughing for like three seconds to do that bit. (laughs) 
check us out. That's our website where we do stuff there. We got various podcasts and all sorts of other things. And if you like it and you want to support us, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC or more importantly, patreon.cool. It's not just cool. It's, it's give us money. Yeah, give us money, please. And, of course, you want to find us in a whole bunch of other places. We're on Facebook. Just, like, look up ProWrestling.Cool. Uh, Twitter, at the heel turn. Who will John get into a fight with this week? Um, I don't know. Who's, who's being dumb as shit? I mean, I can't get into a fight with Cornette again as much as I want to. It's Make PWC's at- problematic block of the week. Get into a fight. Get into a fight with Joe Biden. Just start tweeting him. Just gonna just tweet at him. Look fat. <laughs> Rid the bastard in the chat is saying, "You know what wrestling game doesn't look like shit? Retromania wrestling." There you go. There's your plug, Rid the bastard. I hope you're happy. I want commission. Rid the bastard. Our our price for this advertisement is you you're getting us press copies so that we can review this game for the website yeah i'll fucking i want to do a review podcast with you john get us press copies rhythm bastard do it coward i'll stream it to pro wrestling on twitch yeah oh yeah we have a twitch account we can probably play games on that right now we're literally on the twitch i know but it just feels I keep forgetting that we can, like, play games on this account. <laughs> I mean, literally, I've been thinking, it's like, well, God, if the podcast is going to be too miserable to do, maybe I'll just, like, start live-streaming me, like, playing Fortnite while watching Dynamite, and then just going, like, I don't know, Dynamite seems all right. Honestly, it- I was thinking that'd be a good thing to do there, is just watch Party of Fortnite and talking about Dynamite. Yeah. As it happens. Yeah. Dyna Fortnite. Fuck Cultaholic. We can do it, too. Yeah, anybody can do that. Just don't show the actual program on Twitch. Or do. But don't actually do that. Or do. Or do. Don't or do. Don't pay the man. Don't pay Khan. No, that's what I'm saying is they should all do it. They should everyone else except for us should go do that. <laughs> I bet Twitch is gonna be really cool with it. <laughs> you know, look, if everybody does it, then it's not a crime. DMCA would disagree with us. You can't now. You can't prosecute everybody. Again, Again Oscar. Enough about the rent strike. <laughs> but can't. also enough. Not enough about the rent strike because I guess that's the perfect time to say, Oscar, where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at Osaga the Great, Instagram at Osaga the Great, Twitch.tv slash Osaga the Great. If you look up Osaga the Great on any social media site. You'll probably find me. Uh, and uh, eng.1966 at yahoo.ca on PayPal. That is, hey. once again, eng.1966 at yahoo.ca on PayPal. Pay the, the man. Trace work with you can find me on Twitter at PSEG. Uh, I don't know anything about your fucking power in New Jersey. I really don't care. Please stop asking. I also can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash peaceegg. P-E-A-C-E-E-G-G. Um, I stream there 
quite often these days. Be it F1, be it Fortnite, be it Forza, be it, like, again, SnowRunner. I, I do a lot of driving. Please follow me if you do. Um, are interested in any of that. I'm near 800 followers. Come on, please. Something. Make me have hope in this godforsaken world of 2020. Don't pay me, though. Straight follow the man. man. Follow the man. And I've been your host, John Garvey, Maxwell. You can find me a whole myriad of places on the internet, including Instagram at I am John GM, Twitter at I am John GM, Twitch at video underscore shames, and of course, if you do want to give me money for some reason, because I don't know, I don't have a roommate anymore. Now I got to pay for this whole apartment. I, I could use some money, I guess. Venmo at I am John. Pay man. This has been episode 100. 100, Jesus. I mean, I'd rather not mow. It so. never ends. You know, look. Wrestling if, should end, though. It feels like we've done, like, fucking 100 episodes of this shit. Yeah, I mean, it really does feel like 100 years since I've been allowed to leave my house. So, I guess it all makes sense. Regardless, though... This has been episode 28 of I... Jesus, I almost did it again. This has been episode 28 of Heal Alternative. Pro Wrestling Not Cool's Posicast, although not lately, where we cover AEW and the wide world of professional wrestling outside Vince's purview. We will see you next week because, unfortunately, wrestling isn't stopping. You know what, Andy? I'd rather not. God damn it. Now I'm just going to have to ask Owen for the song. Rid the bastard, you're still in the chat. Give me the song. <laughs> Jesus. Do it, coward. Rid the bastard, make a shitty flute version of the song. <laughs> it's not flute, it's recorder. Actually, it would be pretty good, too. It's almost... It's it's eleven fifty eight. I'm ending this podcast before it becomes midnight, so that we can say we actually ended this episode before the next day one time. Y'all come back nice. now. You hear? Peace. This podcast was brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows. 